It's Sean and Kevin's Infinite Movie Crisis. Roll the dice. Accept your movie fate. Welcome back, everybody, to Sean and Kevin's Infinite Contract Dispute. Oh, movie I mean, movie cri- crisis. Oh, shit. <laughs> Cat, what contract Cat's, dispute? Cat's fight. What contract dispute? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is the podcast where we review movies, but not just any movies. We have a running scale of movies ranked from one to ten. One being the worst, ten being the best. And Kevin, what did we roll this week? I I will own up to this. I rolled a one, like an absolute schmuck, like an absolute schmuck. I rolled a one, like an absolute. We, we we've been threatening each other with this for a long time of who was going to roll the first one, and thankfully it was Kevin. You know, here's the thing. We, we we hadn't come up with a punishment. You want to do a fucking hot pepper thing. Have you had a I ghost did. chili? It fucking blows, man. It's not I good. I have not had a... Well, that's why I wanted you to do it. No, I know. So that's our, why I know you wanted me to do it. No. Yeah. I like your idea. I, you texted me a couple of weeks ago because we've been off for a little while. We've had scheduling issues. You know, it's been a minute. Yeah. And we were not going to let Catwoman defeat us in second time. We're not going to let it happen. <laughs> no, we were not. So, so you had the suggestion, whoever rolls the one has to Venmo the other one enough money to get a six-pack to watch the movie with. And yes. I'm in. I, I will Venmo you for the six-pack. I absolutely yes. will. Just Venmo me $10. I should have gotten drunk for this. I didn't watch it. Dead sober. Yeah, me too. And what a film this was, Kevin. Hey, you know what I got to say? I got to say this. I didn't yeah. have a bad time. I didn't either for the first hour. Yes, same. Okay, good. All right, all right, good. We so, had a similar experience. Catwoman is notoriously one of the worst films ever made i i have often the last time i watched this i think i was 16 i think it was an fx movie like as our our love for uh dvd on tv is known um, give it to me i watched this uh, uh on fx as, as like a teenager and i have often gone on record saying i believe this is the worst movie i've ever seen it's like it's a bad it's a bad film it's objectively terrible it is definitely it's just Everything about it is terrible. I I, I, I have said, the, the, like I've said this to a bunch of people, though, and I describe the difference between a one, a two, and a three, right? Because th- those can be very similar. They can feel very similar. Yes. To be a one, it's got to be all cylinders firing bad. Everything has to be wrong in some way. A hundred percent. And the reason why this one's so bad is unlike a lot of other ones where there's like budget constraints you can tell or amateur nah, filmmakers. Nah, bro, they dropped everyone, 100 mil on this shit. Everyone here is supposed to be on the top of their game. These are A-list actors. A touted auteur from France was the director. Yeah, he goes, uh, they, it's a director who goes by one name. That's supposed to be a good thing. Director Pitoff, who we're going to talk a lot about. But the, <laughs> the writers wrote movies like The Game for, uh, you know, David Fincher, really t- highly touted talent. And they sunk $100 million and it's just a piece of shit. It fucking sucks, bro. It's like, I cannot... I'm going to tell you right now, I could have made a better movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could 100% made... Like, you could give me $100,000, I could have made a better Catwoman movie. Like, just 100%. And it's just... It's so perplexing how bad this movie is. It's 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 a... The early 2000s... Right? We, we were off mic talking about this. The early 2000s were such an interesting time for just the energy that they brought to the world. It's very chaotic energy of the early 2000s but when you get to specifically superhero movies of this time you think of a lot of things you think of like uh uh you you think of like weird montages of people suiting up you think of weird licensed music being used and the most of all you know i think of when i think of early 2000s leather leather lots of fucking leather leather leather, so much leather leather. and you know why that is and i want to call this out now the matrix ruined movies for about six years you know it's it's so strange to me 
living in a world where I think I think at this point the majority of people who actually like look at movies now that we've gotten this perspective on it a lot of us acknowledge the matrix isn't as good as we think it is it's not as good as you think it is it's it the techniques and stylization they put in so many people try to ape and did worse than they did oh yeah and it's so and it's so blatant that like just executives thought that's what moviegoers wanted and it really doesn't get fixed kevin I think until Batman begins with Christopher Nolan. I don't think that's that's when the change starts to happen. Yeah, probably. I think so. That was a very influential movie. Very, very much. Yeah. Uh, in terms of style and tone and things like that. Absolutely. Style tone. Yeah. And also just like shooting things on film and having any practicality to it. Yeah. He's not, you know, films use too much CGI now, but the CGI is better than it was back then. And also just like that, like trying to be cool thing isn't a thing anymore. Do you remember when every comedy had a matrix joke in it you remember how there was matrix references in this yeah oh yeah totally uh, yeah no like the, the the classic bullet dodge bullet time so many use and now like the original version of it is silly it's you get a laugh if you watch the matrix of seeing bullet time right you look at you look at what they're wearing and you're like oh my god these are the edgy kids from college like who the fuck are these they, losers they, they, they look like school shooters is what they look like <laughs> oh my god shout out to dylan klebold i guess <laughs> Like that, like it's 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 insane that that's like like so many people beloved them. Like, I realize we're shooting on the Matrix, which we'll do late, eventually on this podcast. Oh yeah, because I believe in the list we added two and three, but not one. <laughs> two, yes, we, we did. <laughs> which I hope we roll it three, two, and then we never watch one. <laughs> I hope we never watch one either because there, uh, there's supposed to be a new Matrix movie coming out next year. I just don't want it. I don't no care. One- and it's going to flop, is my guess. Uh, who knows? Uh, but, like, yeah, you could just feel the influence of that because this guy, Kevin, worked on the special effects of The Matrix. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, wh- when did the first one come out? 99? 1999 was the original Matrix. Yeah, okay. And yeah, this is well after the production of that. Oh, this is, that, I mean, the the second and third one came out in, like, 02 and 03, right? Yeah, so it was during that wave. So, like, yeah. from The Matrix on, you had movies like Equilibrium, which is The Matrix knockoff. Yep. Uh, you can see the influences on the original X-Men daredevil Mm -hmm. there's just so many of these movies where it's like that fast cutting moving the camera cgi and it's ugly and hideous and there's no characters at all and they all stink and and and, you know at the time it made them lots of money and it was they were huge cultural phenomenon so i get why they did it obviously like it's all about money at the end of the day yeah you don't you don't make you don't keep making things off a flop but another another really major thing is it dates them you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're so dated oh. to the early 2000s. Well, exactly. They feel very much of a time and era, which is what this feels like. Because this is also the time when they just made comic book movies because they could buy the rights to them and make them, and they're going to make a quick buck. As opposed to now, which is like, yeah. if you fucking make a terrible comic book movie, like, you're out of Hollywood forever. Like, you're gone. You're gone, I champ. Know. Like, I know. And, like, I know. and that's I what know. Last thing too, we were talking earlier about, like, oh, Thor kind of sucks. Uh, compared to this, Thor is a masterpiece. Thor is an absolute masterpiece because it's a movie that starts from, like, it goes from start to finish and you know what fucking happened. Yeah. And in this movie is, you texted us in our group text, the editor of this should be executed. <laughs> like, and no, 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 no. Publicly executed. <laughs> excuse me. Publicly executed. Because there's so many quick cuts that don't make okay. sense. Okay, so, like, let's talk about that that part of the movie. Because, like, if there's no point in talking about specific scenes right now because we'll get into yeah. the diaries general note in the movie is the editing is the worst i've ever seen and i am a guy who has gone on record saying boz lerman is a hack and i hate his movies because the fast editing this is like mm. 10 times worse than boz lerman it's terrible oh, so much worse and at least when boz lerman does it you know that's because it's actually a choice he's making as it opposed is. to this this feels like they're covering up mistakes constantly well here's the thing is i think they're creating more mistakes because you know what the, how i describe they- myself 
watching this movie, especially in the first half hour, when I think yeah. the editing is the most egregious. But it, it's really bad in all the fight scenes especially. But in the first half hour in general, the editing is really, really fucking bad. I felt nauseous because yes. it was so quick. It was so quick and like a roller coaster ride. And that Zoom CGI thing they're doing the whole time of mm-hmm. traversing through mm-hmm. this nameless city. Yep. It's not Gotham because it was semi-clean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't even talked about the butchering of the Catwoman character yet either. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. I got one more thing Is to that, talk about that, the editing. Okay. Got, like Sorry. One more thing on the editing, nope. but yes, like absolutely we got to talk about the Catwoman character. Uh, this is a question I have for you as someone who like has been on the side like on the side of film production right in ver- in various roles here and there so my question to you is a thing i noticed again especially in the first half hour the quick cuts were happening in just straight up dialogue scenes yes and they were often cut in the middle of a line yes is that like a big no no cuz it feels like a big no no it's not always but the way they do it back like there could be something like if you're mid dialogue and somebody does like a big reveal or something, and you want to see that character's reaction. Yeah, like it's not too un- too crazy of an editing maneuver. Okay, but like the way they they were doing it, like they like they ADR the line in later. Right, that's that's what it the, felt like. Which, yeah, which is a hunt. Which is I'm pretty sure they did that. You know why? This is trivia. I was gonna say it for later. Uh, but at one point, Sharon Stone got a call on her cell phone while they were shooting. It told her phone and answered it, thus delaying production for a solid two hours. Two hours? <laughs> middle of a scene. I guess it, there was a whole there was a big fight on set. She literally just mid scene pulled out her phone and answered it, and it's like ah, I'm not doing anything important. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not. And it's one of those like. This is clearly a paycheck for everybody involved. Yeah, man. Like, that's that's really funny because, like, she is one of the actors on screen, one of the few actors, I think, in this movie who recognized she was in a complete turd. I wrote that down very early on. I was like, I think Sharon Stone knows what she's in. And that happens uh, once in a while when you're watching a bad movie. What, sometimes you get the most joy out of seeing someone who knows the movie is oh, bad. <laughs> like, like, one of those, like, a movie that they signed on because a friend of theirs is a producer or something, and, like... Or, like, the script got changed at the last minute, but they already signed on the dotted line. You know, like, when the actor's like, fuck it, oh, I'm going to totally, do something yeah. fun. And I think Sharon Stone's right, or, or pretty the, good in this. Right. Or, or like, or like a, a, a Paul Giamatti situation. Where, Paul Giamatti in... <laughs> right, in, in a lot movie. of things, in especially Amazing Spider-Man 2. Especially Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, it's, it's funny because we talk about comic films, but, like, yeah, it's because it's so noticeable in these things. And, like, just what a disaster this is of the... Of, and on, like on a filmmaking level, absolute disaster. And now it's a like let's just say like a like a competent filmmaker comes in and just takes out all that stuff and it's like a standard film. Yeah. This film is still one of the worst comic book films ever made. Yeah, as a comic book movie, <laughs> like if you just fix the direction, it's still terrible. And, and like the thing is, so so let me give you an example. This is later on in the movie when she finally yeah. starts wearing the suit from the from the poster. Right, it looks terrible. Like the suit looks awful. She looks hot. Don't get me wrong. She's a beautiful woman. I don't think even she looks that hot. No? Oh, she was gorgeous. Come on. No, no, no. Halle Berry's always hot. Right. But, I mean, the suit does not make her hot. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. She's doing it on her own. That's fine. You're, you're right. Yeah. But she just suddenly has it with no explanation. It, and here's the no, thing. Here's the thing. I make fun of it a lot in comic book movies when, like, they do a cheesy reveal of why they have a certain thing. Like, how do they get their, their bow staff or how do they get their thing? At least yeah. give me that. Don't just have her show up in this fucking ridiculous outfit with no explanation. Yeah, you know, like when they, in like the original Spider-Man, you show him sketching out the design for it for a just long time. Just something like that. It doesn't make sense, but at least you it's know what? there. 
And also, in context of who she is in this movie, who's not Catwoman, but a wholly new character they created with the name Catwoman, you could at least then say, like, like, oh, she's a designer. She designs her own. Like, she's, she works in beauty shit. Uh, would you like to know how she's described on the Wikipedia article? Please, please do. Her, her name, first of all, is Patience Phillip. Not Selena Kyle, which well, I think that's the next thing we got to talk about. Like, wait, yes. What's the next thing up? She's described as an equestrians and graphics designer. I saw equestrian means horse. Does yes, it, it not? Yes, it means fucking horse. Where is there any horses in this movie? Also, what the the company she works at sells like makeup. What? It's super makeup. It's super makeup. Okay, let's. Why don't we do the full breakdown of who's in this, who made this, and the whole okay. shebang before right, we get absolutely. into the details of the movie? It, we, you don't want the deets yet? Come on, we gotta let get me, the let deets. Me get, let me get the deets. Okay, so Catwoman. Catwoman is the story of a shy, sensitive artist, Patience Phillips. <laughs> Why? A woman, okay, go ahead. A woman who can't seem to stop apologizing for her own existence. She works as a graphic designer for Hedera Beauty, a mammoth cosmetics company on the verge of releasing a revolutionary anti-aging product. When Patience inadvertently happens upon a dark secret her employer is hiding, she finds herself in the middle of a corporate conspiracy. What happens next changes Patience forever they don't even mention the catwoman part in the description i find they don't even mention that the fact she dies and comes back is resurrected by cats okay it's been a long time since i've seen batman returns does that kind of happen to catwoman in that movie yes there is a similar thing where in which she's working for max shrek right by uh christopher walken yes and she's killed because she uncovers his plots to destroy gotham so i forgot the but they kill her and she is magically brought back to life which is different from the comics but it works so well in batman returns right but right not in this movie well, that's the thing. in like, the comics she's just a cat thief who's like she's just a cat she's a cat burglar right. yeah that's that's all she's no powers she's just nimble and like quick right and like the reason I think that, that, you know, speaking as a white male comic book consumer, a lot, a lot of people like Catwoman because she's, she's, she's a hot character. She's, right? she's hot. She's hot and bangs Batman. Right. Like, that's why want. neckbeards like, that's, like her. That's why she yeah. exists. Here's the thing. But she is does at least have good storylines, and it acts as a good foil for Batman. Totally. And it also has agency and does stuff on her own regard. You I mean, know, like, like she I, is. I, I talked she may about be sexualized, it. but she is a character. Right. I talked about it with you recently. Like, I think her most iconic storyline recently well not, not even recently uh is probably hush i would argue um yeah. she plays a really major role in the uh the the long halloween and uh dark victory the sequel but a lot of her yeah. stuff is off screen so like or like off page so like it's not as big but like you know the the, the that relationship between her and batman is actually explored in hush and mm-hmm. i think it's well done in the comic like decently well done and then yeah. I actually recently rewatched the, or not not rewatched. I watched the most recent animated adaptation of Hush, and yeah. it's actually really well done, like better than the comic. I think they made changes that made it a better story because her character's more developed. She's like the only one who can keep up with Bruce. That makes sense. That's cool. Let's explore that. You know? Yeah, like, that's why their dynamic is fun. And they almost got married a couple of years ago in the comics, but it didn't pan out. Oh, oh what? What? It didn't pan out. What? It didn't no, pan out. pan out. It didn't pan out. Oh yeah, yeah. No, because Catwoman... all the neckbeards can't have Batman be married. They can't have that. Batman, Batman would get married. He's always having sex with new chicks because he's a <laughs> massive dong. <laughs> Canonically, eight inches uncut. I shaved this morning. I don't have a neck beard. Get at, don't at me. We don't. We're actually cool guys. We just know we, we have all the information of a neck beard, but this 
the self the, the self awareness of a non self awareness to to of a normal person. Right. Like we we function in society pretty well. Uh so this film was directed by Pitoff. 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 He was a French nobody now. Yeah. He, Kevin, when I tell you right now, he's never made another film since. Since? Since he's out of Hollywood, he's done. Wow, he does. He I'm does some at, editing. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now, and like, yeah. yeah, like he's done producing here and there. He's done some producing and some editing of mainly French and European films, but he's out of Hollywood. He's <laughs> yeah. out of here. You're out of here. Get out. <laughs> go on, go on, get. He was notoriously on set, just had no control over anything. He had no idea what he was doing with the actors. He got into fights with the actors. Uh, had no idea how to do on the set of this scale movie? 100 million yes oh my god yeah he had no idea i had to shoot scenery and end like he had no idea what he wanted in this film he's basically like an art student who they are like you can make a movie right and he's like yeah <laughs> wait wait is that your french accent <laughs> it was like it was like a, a frenchman who'd been kicked in the head by a donkey but yeah <laughs> Because no, that, that sounded like like Danish, like oh yeah, I can make a movie. Yeah. Listen, we I don't do accents, Kevin. Okay, the film oh, was oh, you don't by, do accents. I was written by uh, John Brancato, Michael Ferris, and John Rogers, all of whom uh, are okay screenwriters in their own right. But somehow, I so I've been trying to research on this. They all claim that Pitoff changed their script a lot. I mean, that I'm gonna that doesn't surprise me. I'm also gonna call some bullshit. I thought I don't think he did. I think <laughs> I I think yes, he made it their bad script worse though, because I looked at their thing. You know what else? Uh, Brincata wrote Terminator Salvation. Oof, uh, and uh, the uh, our famous first episode, famous our first episode, and he wrote Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Yeah, uh, less Michael bad, Fer- but also bad. Michael Ferris uh, also uh, has not written anything else good except he also wrote on Terminator Salvation. Uh, he also wrote the Surrogates movie, which starred Bruce Willis. He's he's basically all those new Bruce Willis directed DVD movies. He wrote them. He also wrote two episodes of The Simpsons, but post season sixteen Simpsons. So, so it, was, it was bad Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, so bad Simpsons. And uh, John Rogers has written a bunch of television, so including one episode of Young Justice. Oh, okay. So there you go. So these guys. They fought their way through this disaster. I, I don't think uh, there, I don't think there was a like I, I like I don't think this is a wild statement, but there was not a good movie left on the cutting room floor. Like there, this no. this was doomed from the outset. This was doomed from day one. Yeah, the minute the camera started rolling, this was a failed project. Uh, this film stars Halle Berry as Patience Phillips, aka Catwoman, F- fresh off a of monster's ball. Fresh off. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. You got it. <laughs> Benjamin Brad is Tom Lone. Sharon Stone as Laurel Hedare, Lambert Wilson as George Hedare, Francis Conroy as Ophelia, and Alex Bordstein as Sally. What the fuck is this movie? What is this movie? This film was released on July 23rd, 2004. It currently sits with a 3.4 on IMDb. That's high. A 27 on Metacritic and a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Accurate. Still kind of (laughs) high. It opened to $16 million opening weekend. Making forty million domestically, eighty-one million dollars worldwide on a hundred million dollar budget. Wait, that nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes means yeah. that like they probably have like, you know, I don't know, thirty reviews, and like two of them were like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." <laughs> like, who are those people? I, I those have to be contrarians, right? Like, oh, totally. There's the like the, the one guy. You know, I forgot who he is. The guy who writes for Rolling Stone, who gives everything a glowing review. Oh, is it Peter Travers? 
Peter Travers, yeah. yeah. Peter Travers, who always puts a, a glowing quote they could put in the ads. Oh, yeah, that's... I remember you were the first one who ever, like, taught me about that. But, like, when you see TV ads and you see the one quote and it's from Peter Travers, you're like, oh, that's a turd. <laughs> Kevin, this film was nominated for... Bunch of Razzies. Eight Razzies. Yeah. Including Worst Screen Couple, Worst Supporting Actress in Sharon Stone, Worst Supporting Actor in Lambert Wilson, and then one for Worst Screenplay by the aforementioned writers, Worst Director by P. Top, Worst Actress by Halle Berry, and Worst Picture. Now, Halle Berry famously, famously is the first person to ever do this, showed up to the Razzies at Presentation Awards to accept her Razzie. And God love her. Like, and God love her. She came up, came up holding her Oscar. Yeah, that's a flex. <laughs> and where was she said, I want to thank Warner Brothers for making me making me star in this god awful piece of shit. <laughs> god love her. That's awesome, man. What an absolute flex. Absolutely. Because Halle, Halle Berry, I love Halle Berry. Yeah, I think great. we all she's she's amazing. Yeah. She's probably one of the most beautiful women to ever walk this earth. Yep. Uh, not great at picking movie roles. I mean, you know, there's certain things to be said about your agent and things like that, but you do have say at the end you, of the day. You still get final say right, as an exactly. actor. Now, she may have signed one of those deals, where, like an overall deal with Warner Brothers, and they really pushed her into this. But So she wins uh, Best Academy, uh, Best Actress in for uh, Monsters Ball. Never seen it. Don't even know what it's about. Now, then she goes on this string of films. Swordfish. Okay, before you keep going. I think we should add Swordfish to our if our if it's not Kevin, on the list. Sword Swordfish is already on the list. It Kevin. is all right. Good. I didn't know. We've, we've talked about this long time. Uh, Die another day. Oh, oof. One of the worst James Bond That's films. That's a bad one. Now this one's okay, but X Two X Men United, uh, which I'm only saying mentioning because I want to bring up this tidbit. Directed by a known pedophile, Brian Singer. Known pedophile. Who got into a fight with Halle Berry on the set of X Two X Men United. Uh, where in which she told him to kiss her black ass and threatened to walk off the set every day for about 10 days straight. God love Halle Berry. I love you, Halle Berry. And then before Catwoman, the last thing on this horrible stretch, Limp Biscuits Behind Blue Eyes music video. I think I knew that one. I think I did know that one. That's amazing. <laughs> Just a bad run for our girl. Yeah, I mean, you know. And quite frankly, she really hasn't recovered over the years. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. She Recovery is J- John Wick 3, which is okay. I mean, she was in, uh, she was in Cloud Atlas, that movie I liked Kevin, when I was 19. You, Cloud Atlas is bad, and you're bad for liking it, Kevin. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing. 19-year-old Kevin really liked it. 27-year-old Kevin's like, eh, it was probably pretty bad. Well, I still have yet to watch it. <laughs> no, it, it, that's not one that should go on our list. You know why? The movie's like right. three hours and 15 minutes. That's a long Oof. movie. And you know I what? Know. No one wants to watch a three hour and 15 minute six. No one wants to watch that. <laughs> that you got, you, I'm not arguing with there. I was only going to say because you fought, you advocated for that film so hard for such a long time that I was always open to watch it. I never did. I stand, by, I, I, stand by the, I stand by the ideas were there. It's visually cool. It's got great music, but like, it's my friend Lucas, who I went to high school with. He used to point out to me where he hated that movie, and I was like, "Why did you hate it?" And he was like, "Because I was watching it every scene. I'd be like, which one's Tom Hanks? Where's Tom Hanks in this scene? Is he that lamp? Is that lamp Tom Hanks?" Like, (laughs) just watching the movies. That's pretty good. So once again, I stand by it. No one wants to watch a three and a half hour six. No one wants to watch that. So I don't have any questions for you because I don't have the time to. uh, Hey man, uh, I respect it. I, I actually, you know, I can put this in later. I'll put this in post. Hey, uh, 
Somebody broke in. This cat lady. What what should we call her? Should we call her Cat Chick or Cat Broad? I loved, loved that line. Fucking hilarious. Like, give that extra $10 million. That's fucking hilarious. So funny. Okay, so let's let's get into the film beat by fucking beat now. Oh, I don't know. Because I don't know if I got this in me, man. It is late at night. We are recording late. No, no, no. It's not even that. It's not even that. I'm feeling great. I'm I'm having a great time. So I I had. (laughs) Here's the thing. As we said before, there's so many cuts that this movie feels like it's going really fast, even though it's just it's it's not too bad too bad in length. It's like an hour forty. No, no. Straight up, straight up. At 34 minutes, I paused the movie. And I was like, fuck, it's only been half an hour. <laughs> it, no, it's like you're, it feels really fast, but this movie is slow sometimes. Yes, it just it takes it doesn't take forever for her to become Catwoman and stuff. But it's just so much cutting and going in between every every time. Every time I would feel nauseous from the cuts, I made this noise. I was like, whoa, <laughs> just like I wish I was watching this in the, like this would have been a fun drunk watch along. That would have been a good one. That this would have been a great trunk watch along. Like at maybe some we'll point, do, maybe I'll do, do it. I would do it again. We yeah. could do this again, even off mic. I'm in because like fuck, it yeah. was it was fun. I had a good time. It was fun, but it starts off with this insanely long cats in Egypt title sequence, which we we see that all again later on, <laughs> which we see all again. But it's like it's so long. It's like it keeps going, and there's no music really behind it. There's no like. You know, like the classic Danny Elfman Spider-Man score to the title sequence. Yeah, that's not here. We're it's not. not they they didn't hire a, a composer. <laughs> well, we're not. We're not seeing cat DNA go into the DNA of of the woman, like, yeah. like like it's X Men or Spider-Man. <laughs> I would rather. I rather she got bit by a radioactive cat than this. <laughs> no, she got breathed on by a radioactive cat. <laughs> she did get breathed. On. Okay, so the film that opens with this weird CGI city. Okay, just the CGI city's really rough. It's really rough. Just rent a helicopter and shoot New York City. No, they were really proud of these transitions where it would, like, flip upside down and fly all around and then end up just at a fucking building. <laughs> just at a building? That means nothing to nobody, and it's ugly. Also, sign this is going to be a bad movie is that it, it does the in medias res thing where, like, the, the character dies at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, I hate that it's such a, so it's a, it, much. There's not re- like I can't think of a good example of that off the top of my head. It's usually bad. Uh, not maybe not maybe not dying. The only time I remember it, it just, it's always been around, but it's recently been re-proliferated because of the original Deadpool. Oh where yeah. They start they start with him, and he's like, "Oh, what? How you got here?" But it's done fairly well on that. John Wick. John Wick. I think also does it. I John think. Wick does it too. But like lately, and they've been I've seen a lot, and I'm like, enough. Just start the movie and go. It, it shows you don't have faith in your movie. I guess. Like, yeah, even even in those good movies, it wasn't because of that opening thing. No time was I like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. It's like, why are we doing this? Like, just, okay. Also, the terrible um, line, the day that I died is the day I began to live. Fuck off. So I saw this. Uh, they got sued by the makers of The Crow because they took this voiceover and reworked it from The Crow and just changed from crow to cats. Oh, boy rough <laughs> okay so we're <laughs> we end up at the most 2000 office of all time well where everyone's busy and ev- like everyone's like oh i had so much business to do i wrote down these are like cut scenes from hitch with ava longoria like, yeah it scenes. felt ex- it had the same exact energy it absolutely it's like, did. oh i'm a busy oh, so that busy was, was even mendez it was even mendez e- oh, sorry even mendez uh but it's just like what what's going on here i was disoriented like, at best this whole movie 
Yes. I was like, disoriented I just... at best, nauseated at worst. <laughs> so we meet her dynamic with Alex Borstein, the horniest woman I've ever seen in my entire Jesus life. Jesus Christ, I love her so much in this movie. She's I love Alex. She, she keeps it so... At least for, she knew what she was. Saying. That's what I'm saying. I think she and Sharon Stone are the only people in this movie who knew it was a turd. Maybe Halle Berry too. Maybe, but like I think Halle Berry did know it was a turd. But right. I think that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we're meeting her boss. Where they they work for Butte. They're about to put out Beauty. Really, really stretching on what they call the your your MacGuffin here, guys. Yeah, like it's They're so cream poorly, called Beauty. It's so poorly established. Like I didn't understand what the problem was until like. 10 minutes left of the movie you know uh, yes exactly like it's just a fucking makeup company who gives a shit like we meet the bad guys who's this french man played by lambert wilson who is just so french oh he's uh he's the merovingian from uh from matrix, from matrix. 2 yeah yeah and he's terrible he stinks he, he stinks he's terrible in this. he stinks he stinks in this he's really bad um I said, did you see the, notice the green screen out the window when he and Sharon Stone are talking? No, not at all. It's so bad. Just like, just like you couldn't shoot this in an office building somewhere. Yeah, you know, I, I will say, if if you're into bad movies, right? As a person, if you're into bad movies, I think this is a great candidate. Not only because it is horrible oh. and it's really funny, and because it's so bad, I think it really stands up to repeat viewings. I think if I saw oh. this again, I would catch a million more things that are terrible with it. I do too because it, again, it's so insane. Like it's overwhelming. Everything. It is overwhelming. It's just it's trying to just zip through its terrible plot. Um. So then she goes home, and she's there's a rave in the building across from her. Okay, that funny, keeps her up at night. Funny, funny anecdote from watching this movie tonight. Uh, th- when this scene happens, because I think it's like two or three times we have this scene where it's like the neighbors are having a rave on like a Tuesday yeah. night. And she yeah. is too timid to go and tell them to turn it down. Like those people were probably armed with guns. Like don't don't fucking go over there. Yeah, don't go to their house but, ever. But, but the anecdote is, I watch with subtitles like all the time. I love subtitles. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to know what the subtitles said while it was going? I would. I would love to know what the subtitles said while I was going. <laughs> as it as the camera weirdly zooms through the party over to to Patience's apartment, it says. Hooba Stank's same direction playing over the stereo. <laughs> Fucking this and Daredevil, I think both have Hooba Stank. Hooba Stank probably peaked in 2004, right? Oh, like that's... Peak, peak Hooba Stank is like 02. 02 is peak Hooba Stank. This is like a couple years after peak Hooba Stank. It wasn't even a good Hooba Stank song. Not that there is a good one, but like, it's not a famous one. All right, so next day after the rave where nothing happens. Oh, we get a uh, hard cut to daytime. Like hard, hard cut. cut to daytime, and she's just painting in her house. Uh, maybe maybe she just, was painting a horse, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> maybe she was painting a horse. Uh, then she notices a cat out on her windowsill, and she's gonna go rescue this cat. Oh, you mean barefoot? This bear, and she climbs out on an air conditioning thing, where which we then we see random cop uh, Benjamin Bratt, who I, I who I I miss I think mistook for Eric Bana in Justice League. You did mistake him for Eric. Okay, Banner, cool. Yeah. He's got he's got Eric Banner energy. He does have big Eric Banner energy. Um, Actually, you know what he, ha- he really has? He's got Gen- John Leguizamo energy. He does have. I think he's a more handsome but less talented John Leguizamo. That is a perfect description of him. Absolutely. Which I think I just I think I just complimented and insulted the shit out of John Leguizamo. That is a ba- that is a backhanded <laughs> compliment if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Yeah, and then I l- looked down to write something on my phone for half a second and looked up and he'd gotten into her apartment to rescue her from this balcony. My dog, my and dog, dog. Like, watching yeah. this, like, I write on a tablet and everything is horribly, like, I had to write so fast. I was like, I was like for taking furious notes at a lecture right before the final. Like, that's what it felt like. It it really is. Uh, he rescues her. They have a little thing. I'm gonna read this now in uh in tr- from our trivia. That was supposed to be the opening scene of this movie. They recut it uh, oh. so it's afterwards. So it, you notice there's massive continuity errors between this and the next scene. <laughs> oh, didn't I, get around. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell because I was too focused on the fact that Tom, played by our boy uh, uh, Ben Ben Bratt here, yeah, serious serial killer vibes here. Oh, he, 100%. He stole her like, wallet when he could still see her and still stalked her to her. He could have said, hey, you dropped your wallet. No, he stalked he her to her place of work. Listen, well, again, it's, this is the weird romantic comedy element of it. It's like, oh, that's their meet cute, right? Like, No, it's like stalker meet cute. <laughs> well, that's what all that's what all love is, Kevin. If they don't like you back, it's stalkering. If they do, it's love. Oh, God. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on that when I'm going to jail. <laughs> Exhibit A. This episode your Honor, I, your Honor, I disavow. I disavow right now, Your Honor. You uh, he said prove. he disavows. He, he doesn't have to go to jail. Yep, he wins. He, yep, everyone knows that. That's how it works. Uh, we get an actually fun scene of super horny, uh, super horny Lois is her name. No, no, her name isn't Lois, but she is Lois from Family Guy. Yeah, it's, yes. Alex Ward, super horny being like, his name's Tom Lone, like phone or bone. It's like, that was a stretch to get there, but you got there. You, you got there, honey. That was a stretch to make that horny, but you did it. Good job. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're skipping through time here. She goes, I'll never... W-, like They're talking like, ooh, you got to impress this guy. You got to wear a leather outfit. And she's like, I'll never wear a leather outfit. I'm just like, yikes. She, she, like, she borderline looked at the camera. Like, it was, <laughs> it was rough. Then we get a time lapse. Oh, someone weird- was very proud of this time lapse, my friend. Someone was very proud of it. Why would you... Fucking just cut, just cut to her at work later that evening, dude. They spent a hundred mil on this episode, uh, on this, on this fucking show, like, yeah, or this this movie. Like, I think this show. I think like five to six of it went to this one uh, transition for no reason. Kevin, I could not for the life of me after that figure out how she got to and why she was at the evil facility. So did she th- pick this up? Is, this I is where find it. we're we're towards the end, and this is less than thirty minutes in because I hadn't paused it yet. We're not even towards the end. I know, we're not even 30 minutes. We're not even 30 minutes in. We're not even 30 minutes in. And I'm I'm starting to lose the plot myself. My understanding is she had to redo something and she had to deliver it to her boss, but her boss was at the factory and not at the office for some reason. And it was due at midnight and she couldn't just drop it off at his office. She had to go to, to him and hand it to him at the factory. It's it's Which, fucking stupid. As, as a working man, as an employed boy, that's just not how anything works. No, nah, man. No. No. <laughs> no. Also, that's, I think it's it, implied she walked there. She definitely, yeah, she walked to this evil random facility somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, She hears them talking in clear, clear as day, being like, this will, this, this, cream actually de-ages you and ruins your skin unless you keep buying it and then they don't address it for an hour and a half <laughs> and they don't address it and then they're like who's there and she runs away and they uh, shoot at her and they shoot at her for no reason one dude's name and is slavicki that's not a name Slo- slavicki that's not a name uh, right and then some other yeah and some other just goon armando slavicki and armando and wesley 
All right, Wesley's a name. Armando's a fake name. (laughs) Yeah, Armando's a fake name. She then gets flushed down the toilet of this facility. Before the flush down the toilet, which is fucking hilarious. Before that happens, did you notice the scene where she's hiding behind a wall and she casts a shadow across from her? No, I did not notice There's that. There's no at light all. source to cast that shadow. It's impossible. Oh, oh my god! Like the reason yeah. they know she's there is because she's casting a shadow across from her. When her back is against the wall, that light is not coming out of him. It doesn't make any sense. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, so then she gets flushed out and drowns and dies. And then, the, and then we're at the beginning of the movie. Oh, we did it. Which, by the way, it's too early to do that trick. You do that like in the third act is when you're supposed oh, to yeah, come back to the beginning. Oh yeah, you do that to start beginning. the third act. Like that's where it's for. That that's not what you're supposed to do. Not, not when you're done with the first. Okay, <laughs> okay, it's fine. Getting hot. It's, it's fine. Okay. I don't. I, I don't. I don't fucking care. <laughs> don't fucking care. You don't, you don't fucking care. Don't worry. I, I, I don't, I don't care. Fu- I, I don't fucking care. Okay. I don't care. She gets revived by a bunch of CGI cats. That goes on forever. <laughs> that scene lasts. For- that scene probably literally lasts like 12 seconds. It felt like an eternity. And here's the thing. I wrote down right here. Like, I didn't think she deserved the Razzie up until this point. No, I was oh, like, okay. I think, yeah. I was oh. like, I'm like, Halle Berry's not that bad. No, you don't, you don't like the cat mannerisms and everything. Yeah, I know what you and mean. And then when it's just everything's a fucking cat. Oh, you mean when she, she looks up and sees a seagull real quick. <laughs> seagull. And, the, the, and then she runs. Oh, she scampers up to her apartment. And like, I think they stole all that stuff for Arkham City, by the way. The exact movement she does in this. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, just She punches out then, her own window like a dunce. Punches out her own window. She sleeps on on her like uh on her on her bookshelf and just doing all this weird cat shit. And then and then the next day the, the cat is back. It's an Egyptian Mao named Midnight. It's she's just back to life and she's like, How do I find it? And then she finds like the little wrapper you get from a uh from a uh, uh, when you get uh, a Chinese uh, a fortune cookie, cookie a fortune cookie Ch- Chinese fortune cookie like in, a, like, in the what? collar like no one does that yeah, no one no one does that she goes to Ophelia Powers' house where which it's just like oh you're fine while she's sniffing the fucking catnip the catnip okay so I th- when it comes to the cat mannerisms this is the scene that I think of is like sniffing the catnip is just hilarious it's really funny it, it, no, it is. It's hysterical. It's so fucking funny, of just like you are Halle Berry. You don't. You can just say no. You like. Yeah, I know. You, oh. She didn't have to do any of this. Also, in this general time frame, I don't know when. I just wrote down the 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 phrase. What is happening with four question marks followed by just a general thought? Like just a general thought. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, you can say that every ten seconds. All right. Then she goes to boss. Reams goes, goes to boss. Goes back to work. Where she's now starting to change as a person. Patience Phillips is slowly dying, and this new Catwoman is being born. They actually say she, you're a Catwoman at one point. It's, yeah, I, we're, we're gonna get to it's that. It's fucking rough, dude. <laughs> her boss. She quits from her boss. By the way, her boss again. Just one of the worst actors I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, oh, He's, the the Merovingian. Yeah, the Merovingian. Just, just, just you stink. <laughs> you're a terrible actor. Uh, I don't know what happened here in my notes. Why are they at the hospital? Um, I think. All right, this is a stretch. This is yeah. a stretch, my dude. So that it's her and and it's it's Halle Berry and Alex Bornstein yes. are just walking. Yeah. Right. She gets distracted by like a, a very pretty like huge necklace in a jewelry store, right? Because they're like, oh, she's gonna steal jewels because she's a cat lady. Ha ha. 
Yeah. And then in the reflection, you just see Alex Bornstein just fucking pass out. And I think yeah. I think it's implied based on yeah. earlier in the movie because she uses the beauty cream so much that the beauty cream has side effects of like headaches and fatigue and shit like that, and it can cause you to pass out. I think that's what it is. Otherwise, my dude, there is no reason for them to be in the hospital at all. Other than the setup that she's horny for her doctor and that she needs to go on the date with Benjamin Brett. Like, now, I don't know, man. Fine. Okay. But then we get to the most important part of this movie. Like, one of the best scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. So, I want to start just a, two, a little sec, a few seconds before the most important scene, where he, A, she stood him up on a date earlier. Yep. And so she's going to crash while he's going to talk to some kids at this local elementary school. Because he's a good guy who's definitely a serial killer. Where he says, being good is something you keep in your heart because you choose to put it there. What the (laughs) fuck does that mean? You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a Matthew McConaughey statement. But not read like Matthew McConaughey. No, I know. He doesn't deliver it like Matthew McConaughey. Being being good is something you keep in your heart because you choose to put it there. Yeah. It passes the McConaughey. That's a McConaugheyism. Because it sounds vaguely like spiritual and whatever but it actually means nothing it means absolutely nothing so then we go out to the playground they're doing a little flirting and I, it, i'll give them some credit i think brat and halle berry had a little chemistry oh sure yeah it's not, it's not, like, not I, there. I, I i don't I, I, I the kids start chanting one on one one on one you know that thing kids just do mm-hmm. yep and then we see her to grab the basketball and show off the greatest handles I've ever seen in my entire life. Where she never dribbles, but just dribbles the ball off her arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, it goes around it goes around her head at one point, I think, right? Around the arms. And then they play they play this intense game intense. I don't even know what to fucking call it. No. It's like dude, this, I wrote play, down I, I wrote down I thought they were gonna fuck in front of the kids. That's what I thought it was that I, intense of like it hands were on it hips. Been, hands were on hips, the like they were like right up on each other with a bunch of 10 year olds watching and by the way she wasn't like it wasn't like they ever showed her even banking shots or anything either no like they, she scored once they, she scored once on like a layup and she's just like he's just like they showed the one shot of her swinging her ass and i'm like i know i'm a horny guy but that was a bit much uh, you know uh no no they showed that that's that shot of her with 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 the ass but right before the ass was Ben Bratt looking right at it, like, with, like, yeah. this smile on yeah. his face. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is and, this? And here's the thing, people. We might be – we're trying to distill this down for you, but you, it's hard to tell any of this because there was legit, in about three minutes, 485 cuts. Oh, it's I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's atrocious. It's, atrocious. It's, it's just – what are we doing here? Like, what – like, who – just fucking stop. <laughs> it's it's disorienting it's legitimately very disorienting uh benjamin bratt loses he plays like uh cliff paul out there you know that, that that's that's what i saw i'm a little salty <laughs> sons and six bro sons and six should have happened kevin okay it was it your fault. sons and four why did you pick sons and... i wanted to tell you that's such I a was, stupid bet. i was reverse jinxing myself kevin no you, no, you weren't yes i was you booked sons of, you never book a sweep. Sweeps hardly ever happen. The guy punched out the other guy in the thing, Kevin. It, it was going to happen. Like the home right, team well, always wins game three. It always happens. And I should have known the NBA would fix it. Okay, of course it's, it's they fun. do. We're mo- we're moving on, people. I lost some money on betting on basketball. <laughs> All right, we're 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 moving on. Sean Barry is not accepting memes at his expense at this time. I, I was not, I'm not accepting. Them. <laughs> I have no comment at this time, and I I will not be accepting your I jokes. Just, at my so expense. I don't get fined. I'm only here so I don't get fined. 
Oh, okay. The um, next thing I wrote I, down was about the origin of the whip. I think there's been some time. Oh, there's some okay, time between on. there. I don't know. There's the, there's an exposition scene between Sharon Stone and uh, her husband. I don't remember what happens. I, just wrote down, I think Sharon Stone knows what movie she's in, but it's really fucking hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote down, oh, here we go. I know how we get to that. I wrote down, we cut back to her apartment. And I go, oh my god, you have an Oscar, you can say no to this. When she's eating the cat food out of the tin. No, no, it's not cat food, dude. That looked like just straight up tuna. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be cat food. You think food. it was cat like, food? It was pretty... I think it was cat food. Oh, oh, no, I thought it was just canned tuna. I hope it was tuna. But, like, I was like, you didn't have to do that. Alex Bornstein is so horny, she has to call and see if somebody else is horny, too. <laughs> the thing is, every time she's on screen... I was happy. I thought she was great. I, I love her. I, lo- I genuinely she's love fucking her. She's hilarious. I I've never watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but I hear she's an absolute delight on it. Yeah, man. Yeah. She's fucking she hilarious. She's great, great on Mad TV. Okay. Uh, pa- she says, Patience, have I taught you nothing? You never beat a boy at sports. <laughs> kind of true. All right. Then we find out the rave's still happening next door, and she decides to go do something about it now that she's a tough woman. Her eyes glow into uh, the cat uh, vertical. Yeah, the vertical slit. Yeah, which just, just you didn't need to do that. Uh, he, t- she, she t- takes. Hey, by the way, nice apartment this guy has because he just has a built-in uh, beer gun. Oh you know? yeah, well, it's a soda gun. Yeah, like it's beer, built-in soda gun. That's pretty sick. Yeah, and with like those giant speakers, man. Like that's a that's a bumping place. She sprays down the giant speakers and the guy. Like, what are you doing? And then she rips the beer gun out of the thing. And whips him with it. And that's the origin and, of the whip, which I is wrote fucking... Down, Holy shit, that's how they introduced the whip. Right, I wrote the same thing. I was like, that's the origin? Is a soda gun? Like, terrible. Terrible. Just, just, oh my, like, yeah, I, I, hor- just horrible. How could anybody put their name on this? I don't know, man. I have the thought, because they're, they're watching the dailies. Like, they could have just been like, fuck it, we're putting it in a vault, like the original Fantastic Four. Oh, that's Roger right, where they Corman. just canned it. Just, it's just it's sitting in a vault no one's never to be seen you could have oh. done that with this movie you could have just done that and taken a write-off on your taxes they were they were probably too far in money-wise i i know but like i mean here's the thing they did only a 15 million dollar loss i don't know i mean not including whatever they spent on advertising but that's always a loss right then she does a makeover and gives herself just a horrible haircut it's just oh, such a the 2004 most 2000, hair the most 04 early 2000s ass haircut of all time the the, she gave herself a Karen haircut before it was a uh, thing before it was a thing. And then every white lady then adopted that haircut. And then she steals the guy's motorcycle. But With, first she says, sorry. One, no, one of the most bizarrely edited sequences I've ever seen was the motor. Like it was I, like when we get into best and worst scenes, a lot of my worst scenes involve really bad editing. Yeah. This was one of the worst. And I put in one of my best scenes. I was so entertained by how horrible the scene was of her driving this it, fucking motorcycle. This motorcycle. Before she says, she says time to accessorize. And then just With what? With a motorcycle? A motorcycle. Well, she's going to the jewelry. Who just had nowhere. She decides to just rob the, the jewelry store now. <sighs> but then she gets there, and two guys are already robbing it. They also look like the most generic goons of all time. Just generic goons. And I wrote down they have the worst aim ever in the history because they have semi-auto shotguns. And they mm-hmm. miss. Oh, yeah. Two semi... That has a widest spread possible. She should have been eclipsed at least. I know she's has superhuman abilities in this, but even then... 
She has the ability to turn into a horrible CGI character and just avoid yeah. everything. Then just truly an, an, an astonishingly bad fight sequence, where in which, again, the Matrix ruined movies for like a decade, but she does mm-hmm. the uh, avoidant backflip. She rides a guy like a skateboard across the room. Oh, I wrote down surfboard, but yeah, you're right. It was a skateboard. Surfboard, surfboard skateboard. And then they, they just... Says, oh says the phrase, perfect idea. She completely unironically. Cap- completely unironically. <laughs> she does all this stuff. And then she puts it all the stuff back after robbing this place and just says, sorry. Sorry. Which is wh- where we then hear that. What should we call her? Cat chick? No. Cat broad. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That's like a 10 on the comedy scale. That's fucking hilarious. I just wrote down. I think we we're halfway, but holy shit. Oh, just man. Just holy oh, shit. Oh, man. So here's. This is, I think, the point of the movie where. So here's my hypothesis. So, this is my hypothesis, because okay. I think we're an hour in, right? Yeah. We both agree that after the first hour, it just kind of drags for the last 45 minutes, right? Y- yes. So yeah. I think here's what's happening. I don't think the movie changes. I think we're just at capacity of how much bullshit we can take. I think that's what happened. I think that's fair. I think it's also because they have to start explaining their shit now. <laughs> they have to do a so we, we start off with her not Googling... Uh, but uh, ask Jeevesing. Was it really? I didn't even catch that. I I caught it. You have to slow it down. Oh, ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves? Oh boy. Two thousand four, baby. Cats dot women, and then we just see the opening sequence again. Yes, is cats dot women. I think cats in history, like women, like cat women, like also Dem- cat demons. All this stupid shit. Bad googling is a classic for a bad movie. No good movie has a as a googling scene. Okay, then she goes back to the original woman, Ophelia uh, Powers, and she's like, "Y'all, you're ready now." It's like nothing fucking changed between yesterday and today. She got a haircut. I think. I think it's well. No, you're right because I was just gonna say I feel like it got re-edited, but no, she has a haircut, so she's a different. Yeah, like yeah, who fucking knows? She. Then we get some amazing lines. First, she gets pushed off the balcony and lands on her feet like a cat. And then all the <laughs> photos get thrown at her. <laughs> then all the photos get thrown at her, and she goes. They say with a straight face, cat women aren't contained by the rules of society. Uh-huh. You're different now. She goes, you are a cat woman now. <sighs> then we get the plot of the film of her, what her motivations are. She goes, somebody killed me, but I have to figure out who and why. And I'm like, you already know those things. We like, that's the thing that that is the thing is like her motivations are, are, her trying to recover her memory for like the next half hour but we as sure. the audience already know it yeah and even then they never really established she has severe memory loss it's not like when she's talking to alex borstein she's like what's been going on the last few days i have no idea right like she it, pretty much has all of her memories except how she died yeah it's it's it, it yeah it's rough it's very very rough it, it like it doesn't make any sense at all Okay. I just figured. Right. I just figured out where Ophelia is, uh, act like where I recognize where the actress from? from. It's because she's also in Joker. Yeah, she's the mother in Joker. That's where I recognize her from. She's in yeah, a bunch she's of a, shit. She's in a bunch. She's of a, stuff. she's she's a really good actor. She's yeah. a great character actor. Right. She's in American Horror um, Story a lot and that kind of thing. But like that, yeah. I recently watched Joker so, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Very very distinct uh, bathroom scenes with her. Uh huh. We'll 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 do Joker one day. <laughs> Cause that's a that's a ten, man. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a ten. Okay, then we get the reveal of the outfit. 
where she walks out. By the way, I want to point out the moon in the city when at nights. The moon. Kevin, there, there'd be some massive fucking flooding with that moon. I mean, that's a Gotham staple, man. That's No, it's not. I mean, not a moon bigger than the Empire State Building. When was the last time you played the Arkham games? The moon is fucking huge. The moon's big, but it's not that big. It's, it's like huge. It's a big moon. Kevin, that moon is like next is next to the Earth. It's one of my favorite jokes from uh, uh, from Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. When he <laughs> brings the moon closer... <laughs> And it's like, yeah. oh, God, the flooding. <laughs> the tidal waves. It's true. Uh, let's get dark for a second. Uh, they've been warning about the wobbling moon effect that's going to happen over the next decade. Can't wait. Where It's just going to cause a lot of flooding in, in, on our planet. Uh, and we're all fucked. Everything's fine. Why do you ask? All right. So then she needs to go hunt down the guy who killed her. She goes to another rave dance club. Oh, thing. The, the bar scene is pretty bad. Oh, I want to comment on her on her Catwoman outfit first. Oh, like the, the so, weird like torn things on the thigh, like so 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 so. Catwoman is a sexy character. It's that's what you do when you're trying to play Catwoman. That's just a fact, okay. And there's always gonna be a little sexualization. But Michelle Pfeiffer's suit, she's sexy as hell. But there isn't just her tits out yeah while having straps underneath it that connect to nothing mm-hmm. that like why are they what i i i don't and know and then i found this quote this is a real quote the cat suit was designed by academy award-winning costume designer angus strathy to work together with halle berry and director pitoff uh to explain that we wanted a very reality-based wardrobe to show the progression from the demure repressed patience to the sensual awakening of a sexy warrior goddess <sighs> Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> that is uh, Catwoman, ladies and gentlemen. Catwoman. Like, right, uh, go to the... I mean, like, I, I don't know what a good Catwoman movie looks like. I'm not a filmmaker. I, I, but, like, I, come on. Now. Not this. It. You know why? So, I was going to say this for trivia. I'll bring it up now. They wanted to make it for a long time for after Batman Returns right. with Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. That's what I thought. Right? Because, like... I will say that some of this has weird Burton-y vibes, but, like, the bad Burton, you know? Bad Burton were, like... Actually, you know yeah. what? I take it back. Sometimes no, it's, no, it's, it's, no. It's got Schumacher vibes. That's what it's got. Yes. That's a way better way of looking <laughs> that's at it. That's what I mean. It. So they, want, they wanted to make it for years. Uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer got pregnant. They couldn't do it for a couple of years. Then they couldn't find a director. Burton played around with the idea of coming back for it. Couldn't do it. Eventually, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's like, I don't want to fucking wear the suit anymore. It's yeah. fucking, it's too much. So they looked for Ashley Judd for a while, Nicole Kidman, and then I'm like, ah, fuck it. Then they were like, then remember I told you about this before, uh, the Darren Aronofsky Batman Year One. Right. They were gonna have Halle Berry play the Catwoman, and that mm-hmm. was one of their ideas. And they just thought, oh no, let's just make it that Catwoman we've been trying to make forever, but with Halle Berry, which is how we got to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So terrible she orders a white russian at the bar where she says hold the ice the vodka and the kalua for just cream she just downs that cream my dude disgusting gross and then i wrote down the dance rave club scene in every movie between like 1998 and 2004 is what made america deserve 9-11 <laughs> i'll say it if you're a terrorist and you're watching that you're like they deserve it <laughs> like oh someone finally gets <laughs> they get it and i'm like i it's hard it's hard to explain uh weird continuity area where she attacks the guy in the vip lounge 
And then she kicks and she goes out a door, even though they were clearly enclosed nowhere near a door. I, I think that was supposed to be a cut. Like, not not that that was supposed to be instantaneous. I think there was supposed to be implied a fight between there. But yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. It's it's just like, it's, it's again, completely yeah. disorienting all the time. Just, 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 just shit. The CGI music combo during all of this is so Charlie's Angels. Yes, that's another. That's another one ruined. Probably ruined by Matt Matrix that you throw into that. Yeah, Matt. like like that. That's the vibe I'm getting. Is bad Charlie's Angels movies. Very, very, very fair. Um, she does the cat guy your tongue thing. I also wanted to comment on the uh, Catwoman suit. Her cat ears look like mouse ears. She looks more <laughs> like a mouse than a cat. I would agree. Yeah, because every time there's like a side profile, her head looks huge. It's like fucking uh, uh, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> like that's what it looks like. Yeah. The bill. We then cut to the the giant building, CGI building that in giant letters just says "Police in Neon." <laughs> you got to know where it's there. You got to know. Benjamin Bratt uses the handwriting analysis machine. Oh my god! No. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about this crime lab. What they have available in this 2004 crime lab? They have handwriting analysis, where they have a digitally analyzed handwriting. And the dude is like, well, you see, this handwriting means this woman's really, like, forward, and this per- this woman's not. You know, these two are completely different people. They got that going on. Then, later on, they're able to match Halle Berry's lips from, like, two lip imprints? That's not a thing. You can't do that. No, it is not. This is one of those, like, yeah, we could do, our police are competent and can do anything. Oh, it's just, this lab it's, is fucking hilarious. It's so bad. And then, oh. Okay, that also the the technician. Uh, that's who I nominated for. I know it's a small part, but we couldn't get anybody better. I got a couple others too. Okay, yeah, we then get her breaking into Sharon Stone's house, and they tumble down the stairs together. She's dead, by the way. She's she's well, she's not. Kevin's explained, but she can't get hurt because her skin's marble. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, oh god. Even if your even they, if your skin is marble, you're still gonna like. There's still blunt trauma. <laughs> They agree to team up to take down her husband, which, again, just, you know, we all know Sharon Stone's the killer. It's Sharon Stone. Which is not even killer, but it's, okay. It's Sharon Stone. She's always the bad guy in real life and on screen. Hey, that's rumored. Nah, that's pretty, pretty true. <laughs> uh, there's a lot more. Uh, we go to a weird Cirque du Soleil event. Oh, that was a weird scene. Uh, this is this get, is where uh, the movie's losing me. I'm be, I'm losing. It, this it is here. this is where it loses me a lot. You can see my notes really died. I just want to power. Uh, we get the French bad guy, who's terrible. He, he's he's talking down to the new girl that's replacing his wife. Oh, that's that's part of the reasons behind Sharon Sharon Stone's character. Mm-hmm. She's being replaced, but she's too old. But she's like 42 in this. Right. Um, fucking. He says. Uh, he says to her, "Don't think it's." Uh, don't ever think that's not what I, that's not what I pay you for. And I'm like, is that what Christopher Nolan g- came up with? Who says I want to hear you talk? Hey man, in dark, I'm not going to lie to you. There's a bunch of scenes in this movie that I'm like, did Batman Begins rip this off? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's one of them. The, the, the scene on the docks with like the shipping crates with, yeah. that looks just like the Batman Begins scene. It's probably because they use this. It's all my Warner Brothers and they use the same studio lot. Like totally. <laughs> I I forgot what context this is too. I just worked on the French are bad. <laughs> the French actor and the director. They're just bad people. I mean, the next thing I wrote down, there's a big 
I know there's a bunch of stuff that happens in between it. Yeah. But I wrote down brought to you by Dasani, immediately followed by brought to you by Nokia. Because it's just a bunch yeah. of product placement. Okay, let's we 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 could shuffle through this now. So then her patience and Benjamin Bratt make out in the rain. She's afraid of the rain, but she's a cat now. Are cats afraid of the rain? They don't like it. I mean, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean your rain your rain's scary. <laughs> your rain's really scary these days. I mean, all I'm saying is I'm living in a place where I've gotten quite literally a dozen thunderstorms in the last like three weeks and I've lost power yeah. a bunch. It's fun. Everything's great. Why do you ask? No, that's great. Uh, we get back to the computer that can do anything to analyze the lips. The, the Yeah, the, the fucking lip scene is absolutely hilarious. All right, then she breaks back into the house to find the, the French guy already dead and Sharon Stone just sitting in her evening gown around the house. I'm like, so these just took cut scenes from Basic Instinct, huh? Mm-hmm. We get the meta commentary about turning 40, which I'm like, oh, actually, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's something there. Something there. Cops are just hanging out there. They're all just hiding behind the curtains waiting for the go. Yeah, like that's, they're just fucking hanging out there. Throws the gun to frame Catwoman. Catwoman, who's wearing gloves for her fingerprints. <laughs> she is wearing gloves. This movie, like many things, doesn't know how forensic science works. <laughs> and then when she's like, oh, my husband, she calls security. They're all like four feet away. And just come rushing into the room. She goes to jail. She goes to jail. Benjamin Bratt lets her out and she sneaks out. With The, the cat helps her sneaks out. Uh, she squeezes she out of the jail cell, which, first of all, yeah. the cat squeezed into the jail cell, which means that, that that window was open. She's just in an open jail cell. Like it's like a fucking yeah. who's gal from the like 1800s. We get to a big fight at the at the tower between Sharon Stone and Catwoman, which, Kevin, I'm going to bring up another thing in trivia. Took them nine days to shoot. Oh, that's a, that's a miserable nine days. One of the worst fights ever. And then one of the funniest falling out of a windows I've ever seen in my life. Did you see I the way fucking she... laughed so hard at that mannequin falling through the sky. That <laughs> <laughs> just the fucking it flips like six that's, times. That's the hardest I've laughed at that since the one from Terminator Salvation. It's, it's so funny. Please, people, you listen. Please look up that. Fu- I'm gonna tell. We're gonna tell the end. The things you have to watch from this movie. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because right. you got to see in this final fight scene. You got to see her say, uh, "Like game over. It's overtime." Terrible line fucking awful horrible and then just, just the other thing i gotta point out when she's yeah. escaping jail yeah did you notice the teleportation she can do yes <laughs> she's hiding behind one corner and then suddenly is behind the other corner awful just so fucking, fucking ridiculous i wrote down uh then she walks into the gigantic moon uh but caused catastrophic flooding and thank god it's over <laughs> i uh, i uh god it wasn't, it, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I mean, we'll get into it when we thought of the whole thing, because yeah. we got to go through our categories. Yeah. It was bad. It's a bad movie. It's a bad, it's a terrible, bad, bad, like, bad I'm, movie. I'm weirdly glad I watched it. Yeah. I, I like, I didn't have a bad time. It would have been even more fun with friends, and I think at some point we will. If they did a classic cut this down to 80 minutes, it, I think it would be like a way better like midnight movie with for people sure yeah like this could be a rocky horror picture show oh yeah bad. oh yeah you know just like oh so bad it's good yep absolutely yeah okay let's uh, let's get into our categories then yep best actor i got one i got two all right alex bornstein is one of them i had alex bornstein and sharon stone okay uh i think we give it to alex bornstein she's the most f- delightful and sharon stone's a she gave me joy every time she was on screen She's just fun. She knows which movie she's... I mean, actually, no. She's in a different movie that's a crappy, horny... Oh, I forgot to mention, she, bang, she bangs her doctor to her at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Horny. Horny woman. Glad she's glad it paid off. Oh, Worst actor. All right. you got? Worst actor. I have three. I only got two. Halle Berry. Yep. 
Lambert Wilson. Yep, the, the Merovingian. Yep. And I'm giving it as also to the CGI cats. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think you got, I mean, I know Halle Berry's the lead and she did get worst actress for this. Yeah. But she's got enough credit that, to her that I can't give it to her. I think it's got to be the Merovingian. I think he's, yeah, he's so cartoonishly bad. And here's the thing, I think Halle Berry's doing a bad job on purpose, so therefore she's doing a good job. I guess, yeah. And like uh, that guy, that guy, way. yeah, this guy needed this role. Like, Halle Berry was going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, this early, guy early 2000s Halle Berry was, like, on top of the world. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's still doing, actually, no, she's had, like, three divorces. She, she, Halle Berry, interesting woman. Best scene. I have two. I only got two and as well. They're ironic. Same. Uh, I have the CGI cats reviving patients. Phil. Okay, Floyd. fair I enough. Yeah, fair enough. It was so funny to me. I got the. Rest, the I got. So here's the thing. Usually, I list these out vertically, like there's best yeah. best scene and worst scene. I yeah. had to put them side by side because I couldn't decide which one they went in. Sometimes, the resurrection was one of them. I was like, it's yeah. really funny, but it's very bad. It no, it's a terrible scene. But like, also, people should see it so they like. That's what I'm looking at when I say best scenes. Like, these are the scenes you need to see on a hysterical. Holy shit! They filmed this and put this out level. All right, fair enough. Keep going. What you got? And the basketball scene. The only uh, the <laughs> basketball scene is just just tops, just tops, just just, just incredible. Because it goes on forever, and it's like like these two are going to fuck in front of these children. It's just, and you know why it's incredible is because the year prior, everyone hated the fight on the playground scene in Daredevil. It's the same and scene, like, and it's the same scene with more sexual tension. With more sexual tension, which is so weird. The only other scene I had in there that I thought was—I don't know why I wrote this down under best scene. Yeah. I have to rewatch it for some reason. The motorcycle montage I fucking loved because it was so bad. <laughs> It is bad. I have that because it's it's the horrible flash editing with like some weird visual filters that just are fucking ridiculous. Okay, yeah, I I think we have to give it to the basketball. Scene it's fucking iconic. Scene. It's absolutely iconic. It's so iconic. Okay, worst scene. I have a lot. I got oh boy, six. I have no joke. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh my god! I mean, here's the thing: you're not wrong to put those in there because yeah. you could literally just put the whole movie. But the thing is that at a certain point, I stopped writing them down because I was in such a fucking stupor. You know, I was that, like, "What is good? What is bad? I don't know what's coming anymore." <laughs> okay, so I have the opening hieroglyphics. Okay, the opening. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yep. Benjamin Bratt rescuing Halle Berry on the AC. Fucking ridiculous. Yep. Just just insane. The CGI cats reviving patients films because it's genuinely incredibly bad. I know, I know. Before that though, I have uh the chase with the guards through the factory is really oh. fucking bad. It is really Cuz at bad. one point they're in a red room and then they're not in a red room, then they're back in the red room. <laughs> it's like, what yeah, the, and then they're happening? just like in a, then there's like a weird slip and slide for no reason. Why is the why also All right, we didn't bring this up. Why do they have a big water dumping facility? I don't they make know. Makeup. They make makeup. I don't. Have our, here, here's the thing. Why not make this a plot point? They're testing on animals. She loves animals. Sure. I don't know. I mean, they don't have they don't have like clear skin. I, I, they still test makeup on animals. I guess just to make sure there's no like reactions or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next thing I have is the basketball scene. 
No, that's the best scene, and you know it. It could win both, though. That could be a oh, first-time best Objectively, it's fucking scene. terrible. I know that. Yeah. It's just like it's just so horribly made. Uh, time to accessorize. <laughs> yeah, that's, which that's is the, the mod- that's the motorcycle. That's the motorcycle montage. Yeah. Uh, when she stops the jewel thieves for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the full-on exposition dump of your Catwoman now. Yeah, that one's actually a really bad scene. That's a really that's bad a really scene. bad one. Oh, we need to hold on. The full suit reveal. Yeah, the great. CG on the rooftops is rough. <laughs> I we didn't even talk about this earlier. Them on the Ferris wheel. I didn't know that was in the movie. I did. I completely forgot I, about that scene entirely. I I did too. And holy shit, what a weird fucking scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh. Uh. They're on a Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel collapses for no reason. I mean, they're at a carnival, so it's it's probably a piece of shit. I uh, can't confirm. Those things are terrifying. So did you see that there's a video of it, like a tilt a world literally tilting over and they had, like 20 guys stopped it from fucking February falling to their death the other day. Hey man, traveling carnies hold that shit together with gum. It's, it's rough. <laughs> I have the dinner scene. Dinner scene. Which one's the dinner? Oh, when, that's when they go out, literally just go out on a date on a dinner when he's like, you wouldn't have to know anything about the cat woman, would you? Well, she's eating a ton of fish. <laughs> like it's yes. <laughs> And then I have the interrogation scene when she's in uh, the prison. I got some more, man. Oh, please keep. I going. got some more, man. This is a record this, for us. This is this is the most amount of worst scenes. The club scene is atrocious. I hate the club oh, scene. Yeah, I think I just blacked that out. Yeah, that's really bad. Immediately followed by, I think the worst fight in the whole movie is the alley fight. The alley fight's fucking terrible. Yeah, that's really fucking bad. I mean, the thing is, like, you could see like the the fight in the. Um, <laughs> in the jewelry store is pretty bad because she does surf on a dude's face. That's pretty rough. She, yeah, that's really funny. But the, but but again, the editing, the, but like, you know, f- the editing in the alley fight is awful. Yeah, and then the awful. final one is the final fight with Sharon Stone is also really bad. Yeah, I, well, at that point I was so checked out I wasn't even worth writing it down. That's but again, yeah. hilarious when she falls to her death. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I looked up, Kevin. That was real. Oh, they really like, threw st- something off the roof, right? A, a real stunt woman felt did a dive off the roof. Why? Just do a mannequin at that point. It's Zoe Bell of uh, very famous Quentin Tarantino fame, who's uh, in Death Proof, and he's a huge stunt uh, performer. Yeah, awesome, damn. awesome woman. Good for her. I'm so I'm so sorry she had to be in this piece of shit. Hey man, she got paid. All right, <laughs> what is the worst scene in this film, Kevin? Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like. All right, if we're going like this is just bad, I think it's the exposition dump. Yeah, that's objectively a bad scene. It's horribly written. It's awkward. It's just weird. But if if we're going like this is bad, this is why every critic hated it, I think I go like... One of the fight scenes. (laughs) One of the fight scenes or or like the suit reveal. Yeah, you know what? It's most iconic. Like her jumping around CGI on the roofs, that's pretty damn bad. I mean, we basically listed the entire movie in all of our scenes. There's like only a few were missing. Oh, and they were the ones we they were the all the ones with Alex Bourne's team. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah. So right, I think I'm going, going, going suit reveal. I'm with you. I think suit I'll, reveal. I'll go suit suit reveal because it's so full. iconic to the movie of why it's bad. Yes. Okay. It's like a very. It's also just like God. Like what the fuck? Yep. All right. Our Fury Road freak of the film. I actually forgot to write stuff down for this. I have Halle Berry. She's a freak show in this movie. Uh, Halle, everything Halle Berry does in this, yep. uh, the CGI cats, uh, uh, fucking uh, Ben Bratt for just being a stalker. 
Uh, I said I had Ben Bradford asking out this insane woman <laughs> for being a complete idiot. Uh, I wrote down the white kid wearing a beanie on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, name any of the characters who are in that that rave scene across the way from her. Any of those biker guys? All of them. I think. I think I, this is a rare. I'm giving it to everybody. Yeah, everyone's doing something bizarre in this movie. You're you're all fucked up except Alex Bornstein. She's the only one who's getting the pass. She's a gem. Gem, absolute, absolute gem. We got more. We got more. <laughs> we do have more categories. Our Stephen J. Gomez slash Jorah Mormont, the expositioner butt plug of the film. I got two. I have, I have two as well. I have Alex Bordstein being like, "Oh, you need, you need to have more confidence." That's fair. Yep, that's fair. And then Francis Conroy explaining all the cat shit. All right, I, I had one other one because I have o- o- Ophelia. Yep, that's definitely one of them. Ophelia yeah. Powers. And then it's only one scene. But fucking, what's his name again? Is it Stanicki? Is that what I said it was? Oh, St- Stalicki or Stanicki. Whatever yeah. the fuck his name is. That scene where he's like, like just completely dumping the exposition for the audience. <laughs> just like, yeah, you know, this, I, I, did, I didn't want to make a cream that would kill people. Right? Like, he. that's how we know that something bad has happened. Without that scene, we don't know anything's wrong with the movie. That That is true. It's just, it's the weird. Yeah. You're right. I think... I think I had to give it to cat exposition dump because it's just her job is just to lay out. There's a bunch of cat women. Oh yeah, that's it. it like w- yeah, I think it's her. I think it's Ophelia Power because she does it like four times. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. All right. So then next, our next category, I give it to. I know it's a small part, but we can't get anybody better. But, I give it to the uh, forensics technician. That's a really good one. I, I think yeah. it's a very good one. My favorite by far. Was when Halle Berry, as Catwoman, by the way, she's yeah. Catwoman, by the way, yeah, as a Catwoman, is sneaking into Cirque du Soleil, right? And it's like an actually kind of cool shot where she has all those mirrors, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. And then the camera goes down and there's a dude, like a security officer, who just looks up with his stupid look on his face and he goes, he like goes into his, it, like he goes into his little microphone and he goes like, Call the cops. You're not going to believe this. Like, it's just horribly delivered. I was like, I know it's a small park. Can we get a better actor for that? I'll accept either of those. Yes. They can share the award. We can get better actors for all of them. We can get get better actors. Basically, everybody in this film. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Trivia. I said all the other one. I have one other piece of trivia. I used to have a cat named Midnight. Oh, did you really? Yeah. It was a cute little uh, Bombay cat. It's a good name for a cat. He got squished, though. That's unfortunate. Really sad. I'm sorry to hear Yeah, that. real sad. Yep. All right. Other people's hot takes. Oh, boy. Now, Kevin, I won't lie to you. Not a lot of people like this What? <laughs> I had to do some digging, and most of the positive reviews were ironic. Yeah, that's fair. So, this is by Silent J. I've realized this gets a lot of hate from being the absolute worst superhero film ever made. Even worse than Batman and Robin. I was curious and had to see it for myself. I went and thinking, come on. It can't be that bad. Come on. Well, I, well, I guess it's true what they say. Parentheses. Take sunglasses off. Curiosity really did kill the cats. Yeah! CSQ CSI Boo. Miami theme. Boo. Also, it's, it's, no. it's called Won't... It's not Won't... Is it Won't Get Fooled Again? Yes, Won't Get Fooled Again by the Who, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you just fucking he put that in. He, he, that's the joke he was making. He, no, I know, I he did know. A, he I did know. a written... He did a written meme. <laughs> Okay, this is by Single White Familian. 
Okay. This is 104 minutes longer than it should be, and yet I am sitting here longing for more time with Catwoman. Where's the three-hour-long director's cut? I need it. Four hours, five hours, give me more. I am desperate for Catwoman. It is somehow both the most feminist film of, of the century. Hashtag release the Pitoff cut, you cowards. Four stars. First of all, hilarious. Second of all, did Nikki write that? <laughs> I'd have to check in with her. It was written on January 14, 2017. Mm, probably not, but there's a possibility. <laughs> she could be playing the long con. I know. I would go as far to sit, to rank... This is by Vinny Sims. I would go as far to rank this right up there with Joker in the top two Batman spinoff films that don't actually have Batman, but kind of do, but they're bad. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars, baby. <laughs> oh, man. And finally, this is by Emily Housel. The level of cringes movie is fucking astounding. I don't think I I I didn't think I something like this could be bad. Yet here we are, four stars. Four stars, baby. Hey Kevin, does this film pass the Bechtel test? That's a good question. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, but it shouldn't. It should not. <laughs> there are scenes where they talk. There's multiple named women. I talk to each other, not about man. Yeah, like the one, that, like the reason I say yes is because, like, in my head, I'm like, they get through scenes, and I'm like, well, that expedition dump between Ophelia and and patience is, uh, yeah, like she just talks about cats, she doesn't talk about men. Um, by the way, why <laughs> is her name not Selena Kyle? I could not find an honest answer on that. Like, why? I assume it's because they don't read the comics. I assume it's because somebody at D, like Jim Lee at DC was like, "Don't you fucking dare name her Selena Kyle." If that's the case, then fucking hilarious. But like, come yeah. on. Now. Back back before they had like creative control. Yeah. Uh, this movie does say the name of the title in the movie. Oh yeah, because she's a Catwoman. And finally, Kevin, is this a one? I think it's a one. Yes, I, like it is because it's like I said, it is all cylinders bad. There's not one part of this movie that you can be like. Yeah, that's objectively good. Like, that's okay. You know, there's tr- there's ironic fun to be had. Absolutely, but there's no- but there's nothing good about this movie, right? Because poorly- like, if this was if this was all cylinders bad and it was boring, then it would be like a two or three or a four. You know. Now here's the we we in terms of other movies we've done that are like in our bad rankings, right? Yeah, it's like Bullets Ahead is the two we did, and I would rather watch this again than Bullets of the Head. Oh, agreed, hundred percent, absolutely. But Bullets of the Head's a weirdly better movie. I know that's hard to explain. Oh, well, it's not edited horribly. I mean, it's not edited well on that either, but it's still, it's also, it's way shorter, which helps. But yeah, it's also just like, they didn't spend a hundred million dollars on bullets of that. Right. And and it's, uh, it's clearly not a weird Frankenstein of a movie. It's just a bad movie. Yeah. And then we're also comparing it to like something like three, like Amazing Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is bad because of the narrative choices it makes. Yeah. But, like, the performances, for the most part, are okay. CG's all right, you know. And the CG's all right. Like, it's a competently made film. Right. It's just bad. Right. This is Which all are, cylinders it, bad. Everything about this movie is bad, except that it's also kind of great. <laughs> except that, like, I had a blast for about an hour, and if we were if we were watching this together, which I think we will at some point, yeah. when we do that, I think by the hour mark we'll be so fucking blitzed on whatever we're doing that it won't matter yeah. how much longer is left in the movie. Yeah. there. I would say I would... Really, I do recommend watching this film. I just, uh, it's, I, but I cannot in good faith call it anything other than a piece of shit. It's fucking terrible. And you know what? As as bummed as I was that I was the one who rolled the first one, like, I had a fun time with it. This was fun. I had a fun time with this, this as well. Fun. Yep. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good, good, bad movie. Rousing good time. 
now, Kevin, all that's left to do is uh, replace Catwoman on our list. Yeah, baby. Uh, and this is that the right worst. There. Let's head down yeah, to our ones. What out. do we got? Now, to explain to people that you haven't listened before, uh, A, how dare you? <laughs> and B, what we do is we have a side list of all the rankings of movies. Uh, we have all of our potential ones. Where it's a, Kevin will roll a six-sided die to decide what replaces it. I got my fancy, now, I got on, my fun, fancy Dungeon Master dice. He does. Now, on this list, we have at one, Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser. Never seen either one. I'm sure they're terrible. I'll say I kind of enjoy the first Joe Dirt, but there's no way this one's not a piece of shit. I feel like uh, Joe Dirt two, 1 is like a classic Comedy Central movie. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Two, Bucky Larson. That one I've heard is just terrible. It Three, Geely. We better roll a three. I'm really hoping for a three on this one. Four, Sex Tuplets. Wait, is that the one? That's the Wayans film, right? That is a Wayans film where one of the Wayans plays six characters. Can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Five, Secret Obsession, a Netflix directed movie with Brenda Song in it where she plays a woman in a wheelchair. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and six, In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege Tale. An Uva Bowl joint. An Uwe Bull joint. All right, here we go, baby. Let's do this. You ready? Give it to me, Kevin. Give it to me. In the name of the king, a dungeon seeds tale. I rolled a six. Oh, no. That that was probably the one I least wanted to watch. <laughs> no, I want to watch it. I heard it's really bad. Like, I heard it's really fun. Okay. Bad. Okay, put it in, Kevin. Yep, put it in, up. Kevin. I can't wait. Now it is your turn to roll the ten-sided die. All right, now I roll a ten-sided die, one being the best, one being the worst, ten being the best. Kevin, can you read off uh, what we have from one to ten? All right, from one to ten, our one is our brand new In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. Two is Cats. I really want to watch Cats at some point. I'm excited for that one. Three is Jason X. Terrible movie. Can't wait. Four is Ava. We got to get that out of there at some point. Like, oh boy. Yeah, Ava, Ava, Ava's probably the least fun. Oh, I want to watch Ava. Four suck, man. I'm sorry I've rolled so many of them. They, they really do. Five, six underground. I can't believe I gave that a five. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. Yep, that's a, fu- that's a fun, list. bad Michael Bay movie. Um, yeah. Great, great dad movie. Watch that with my dad. That's a good dad movie. Yep, yep. Except for the gratuitous sex scenes. Anyway, moving on. Oh, um, makes me more interested now. Six is Real Steel, which is the most fun six I think we have on the entire list. I can't wait to watch that movie again. I Yes, okay. Seven is Con Air. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Only only number we have yet to roll yep. is uh, seven. Eight is uh, Con Air. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Eight, seven is Con Air. Eight night. is Nightcrawler. Sorry, I missed that. Yep, yep. Eight is Nightcrawler. Never seen it. Can't wait. Uh, nine is Coco. Just a classic animated movie. And then 10 is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I still have not seen yet. Good times. Good times to be had by all. Oh, it would be all a right, real Kevin. rough if you beefed this role, wouldn't it? What have we got back-to-back ones, Kevin? I mean, I, I'm not saying, like, we've gotten back-to-back fours. Like, it, it can happen. Here we go. Kevin? I rolled a zero, which means that's a 10. That's a 10. We're back which means it's Once, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, boy. All right. Cool. Fun. I can't. Yeah, this is this is nothing but great. I'm gonna take a picture of it right now. I've noticed I've not moved. Oh, I know. Yeah, you you send me and that Snapchat. I, I will send you that Snapchat here of showing off this beautiful zero that I rolled. Because again, our our scores wise of what each of us rolls is just wild. How poor? Like I think I'm averaging like a six point nine. Like you're like yeah, a you're around a seven 2. right now. I'm having about a, 
I'm at about a five. Yeah. It's pretty significant. Um, this is my second ten I've rolled. But that's just like, and I've rolled, I've rolled a couple tens too. I rolled at least one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's sti- that's Max. statistics for you, baby. It happens. You know. Yeah, no, it's great. It's good times. Well, I mean, you, you watch baseball. You know more than anybody. Like stats is weird, oh. dude. Stats are very weird. Like what's currently happening in baseball, but I won't get into it because it's nothing. I want to give everybody a quick little preview of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino's ninth studio film. A faded television actor and a stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969 in Los Angeles, encountering Margot Robbie, Sharon Tate, and the Charles Manson cult. I love this movie. I do. Oh, do you? Some of our, oh, do you? Some, some people have challenged me on it, and I think I can be, uh, band by it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is currently actually promoting the novelization of this movie that he wrote. He wrote a novelization so it has more expanded scenes on it. Mm. It's I already know pretty they even long, did. right? Oh, 161 minutes. Holy shit. It flies by. Oh, I'm sure. I'll say that. Oh, it's not going to be another Catwoman situation. I am sure no. of that. You, We are going to enjoy this. This is this is good times for everybody. I, I, I'm excited. I'll get into it You're when we do it, because we'll, we'll inevitably talk about a bunch of Tarantino stuff when we do this one. Yes. Um, my most recent watching of a Tarantino was I rewatched um, Hateful Eight. Nice. I re- just rewatched Django Unchained, which my dad had never seen before oh, nice. we watched it together, nice. and he loved it. Uh, the the thing I'll say about Hateful Eight, and then we could probably side off, is uh, yeah. I watched the Netflix version. That's like the extended version. Yeah, it's like it's like they split it into four parts, and each part's like an hour, and a, like an hour. Um, mm-hmm. and by the way, the way I did it was in the middle of a snowstorm while cooking chili. Let me tell you, that's the best way to ha- have like to watch that movie is to like have a warm bowl of stew in front of you while they're eating stew. It's great. I I agree. But let me tell you, an extended version. There's a reason they were, those scenes were cut. You didn't. It does not need to be that long. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! I, I believe that. I believe that a lot. Tarantino, Tarantino, really... you, you did a good job with the theatrical cut. The theatrical cut is good. The extended one is a little, little long in the tooth, buddy. But that's that's what makes him great, right? He, he's he's so unapologetic uh, of what he does. I know. I know. All right, let's do it, baby. Right. We got a ten. Let's do it. All right, All right we got a ten, everybody. We'll see y'all next time.